this podcast talks about serious issues and has explicit language, please listen at your own discretion. Do not listen in public. Please put in headphones and don't listen around children. Hey guys, it's Swan. Um, we just wanted to do a really thorough trigger warning for this episode. This episode deals with assault. This episode is a recording of me last week after I was assaulted. And it has my very real, raw emotions. And I can see that that would be incredibly triggering for somebody. So please, before you listen to this episode, be aware that there's a lot of emotion, a lot of fear, a lot of ugly crying. Um, and if you can't or if you don't want to face that or deal with that or hear that or experience that, please just skip this episode. Thank you. I love you too. Thank you. Nighty night. Bye. I love my balls. We're recording. Okay. Um, can I get a beer? Yeah, you sure can. I just wanted to hit you this moment. Do I'm, you want to stay out here for a little bit? I'd love to. Great. I'm like so scared to be sober right now. Take a seat. Okay. What do you think? Chill here? You want to sit in the hammock? I'll sit next to you. Um, what do you want? In the tent? Yeah, sure. Wait, no, we can't smoke in the tent. Mm, right here? We haven't ever smoked in the tent. <laughs> it's yeah. a brand new tent. Right here is good. But I bet we could work out smoking in the tent. Oh, let's try this. Mm-hmm. Deep breaths first. Let's set some stuff down. Let me just check my phone quick, make sure my boss didn't text me. That was my boss on the phone, by the way, which is, like, so cool. That she wanted to check in with me, and... God, I cannot stress the importance of feeling supported and understood. Look at me. This is your mic. Okay. Yeah. Do you want... Do you want to sit where I'm sitting, which has a back support? Do you want that? Switch me in places? Ooh, that might be nice, yeah. yeah. come on. Okay. I got your beers. You got all your things. Okay. All right. Oh. I'm just going to take my glasses off because mm-hmm. I'm just going to, I know I'm going to cry. So, if you want, my question is do you want an intro or do you want to just go? Like, do you want me to we can just say go. this is I'm your person and. We can record that later if we want to. Hi, this is I'm your person, and I've been sexually assaulted. (laughs) No giggles necessary. Uh, I'm literally afraid to be sober right now. I understand. Because I think if I were sober, I'd be freaking out. I 
understand. <laughs> it's okay, but it's not okay, but this very second, like, you're here with me, I'm here with you, and you are okay right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can I light your cigarette? Oh, I got it. I'm all ready. <laughs> I think I smoked, like, a half a pack today. <laughs> so, um... So I was at dinner with my mom. I brought her to the restaurant that I work at. And we were having a couple drinks at the bar. And this guy had come in. We saw him come in. And I remember thinking, he does not look like our type of clientele, but whatever. And he seemed a little inebriated. And then fast forward like 45 minutes. And I went out out the back alley because I work there so I know like the exit to the back alley to smoke so I went out the back alley to have a cigarette and I was smoking a cigarette and this guy comes around the corner like from the sidewalk into the back alley the guy that came into the restaurant yeah and he's like this 50 year old dude and he comes around the corner and he makes like really intense eye contact with me. Like not just looking at you, but like really intense eye contact. And he looks at me and he goes, Were you smoking alone? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Although, but I was And nine times out of 10 when I'm smoking back there, I'm with somebody, <coughs> but this just happened to be like, my mom doesn't smoke. And when I smoke around her, she gets like asthma attacks. So I was like, I'm just going to smoke by myself. And so I was back there alone. And he makes really intense eye contact with me and he says, I'm going to take a leak. And I was like, what? And before I could even think, he digs down his pants and pulls his fucking dick out and starts pissing. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, dude, I work here. What are you doing? And he just smirked. He had like this sideways smirk and the entire time locked eyes with me. And so I texted my uh, manager who was inside and I said, there's a guy in the back alley, like he's pissing. And then like, I got really freaked out. And then I texted him again and I just said the word help. I just said help. And, and then I said, get the fuck out of here. And I looked at him and he didn't move. And I screamed, get the fuck out of here. Like as loud as I could. And I took a step forward, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And he just kept pissing and smirking and looking at me. And so I gave him elevator eyes. I looked him up and down, and I was totally thinking of my favorite murder. <laughs> and I said, you have a fucking tiny dick, and you're fucking pathetic. <laughs> can, I, can I do this? Is this okay? <laughs> and then he raised his arm and he charged at me. And it wasn't, it wasn't in a threatening or it wasn't like he was trying to scare me. Like he was really coming at me. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> and he got inches away from my face. And I saw these women walking on the sidewalk behind him and I screamed for help. And they came and they saved me. <laughs> and he ran off. And I was so scared. And I just ran inside the restaurant. And I didn't even... I didn't even thank these women. I didn't... I just ran inside. And by the time I got inside, my general manager had seen the text message. And he ran up to me and he's like, I was trying to find you. I couldn't find you. And he was scared and I was scared and they called the police and we filed a police report and I was just I couldn't stop shaking and I feel so stupid why do you feel stupid because he <laughs> because he didn't even touch me and I'm so scared and he didn't even touch me and I keep telling myself that there are so many women who've dealt with so much worse. Do you think that maybe it's because of things that you've been through in the past? Or is it just, like, was it just the situation that you were in that made it so threatening that it scared you? Like, do you think you're drawing on other situations? Or do you think that this one is what's fucking with you? It's this one. He came at you. I I hesitate to like make you give more details. I just am a little bit confused, um, and I don't I don't need more details. But I am very grateful to the people that saved you. Me too. <laughs> it was like he he was there being gross and being aggressive, whipping your dick out to the point where like, like long, right in front of someone. right in, and like the thing of like somebody locking eyes with you and digging in their pants and pulling their dick out the whole time they're looking at you it's so intentional yeah, very fucked up and it, it was just <sighs> it doesn't matter that he didn't touch you just saying so you no know. I know like that's the thing is like my mind is telling me like it still counts it's you're still validated <laughs> your feelings are valid there's a lot of things that are gonna and it's, he, I think when I said what I said, it was a defense mechanism of, I feel threatened and I'm going to be hyper aggressive yeah, yeah. in a way to scare him away. And it was a 50-50 shot of whether it was going to scare him away or make him more pissed. And he just happened to get more pissed. And the, he came at me in a, it, he was coming at me to attack me. Like, it was not, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to pretend like I'm going to hit this bitch. No, he was coming at me to actually fucking hit me. And if those women hadn't been walking by, he absolutely would have hit me. What did they do? They started screaming. They, he, uh, they walked by, and I said, this man is trying to, I screamed. I said, this man is trying to assault me. This man is assaulting me. And they both, the, all three of them, ran into the alley and started screaming at him. And he just, like, ran off around the corner. And they followed him to the corner. And by the time I got in the restaurant, and I was telling my general manager, and I was like, this thing happened, this thing happened. And then I, I pointed out the window. He was out on the corner. I was like, that's him right there. And he immediately called the police. And those women were still, like, surrounding him on the corner of the street, like, harassing him. Like, you motherfucker. And I'm just okay, but I'm just. Did this happen this evening? 
It happened tonight at 5.45 when it's still light out and there was tons of foot traffic. Yeah. And this wasn't 2 p.m. or 2 a.m. in a dark alley. Like, this was in the middle of the fucking day. Like, the audacity of this motherfucker. And it just, like, it made me feel so weak and so small. And I fucking hate him for making me feel that way. Yeah. Because I'm not weak or small. But it's frustrating to know that a drunk 50-year-old could physically overtake me. And I'm a fucking badass, you know? Like, I just... And the whole time, I had my fucking pepper spray on my keychain on my hip. And it all happened so fast that I didn't even think about it until my, until I came inside. And I told my mom about it. And she's like, well, you had your pepper spray. And I was like, I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me. I wish. No, it doesn't. It doesn't I, occur I to I wish you. I would have pepper sprayed this motherfucker. I, I just, I. He played the first move. I didn't start this. Mm-mm. I didn't ask for this. Mm-mm. Fuck this guy. Like, fuck this. He really did have a tiny dick. <laughs> <laughs> fuck this guy. And I took Not a photo. that it matters. <laughs> and when the police showed up, and I was, and they were, they were asking me, they're like, can you walk us through exactly what happened? So I'm telling him what happened, and then I said, and then I told him he had a tiny dick and he was pathetic. <laughs> and then both of the cops started laughing. <laughs> and they're like, okay. <laughs> well, and then I said, and by the way, I got a photo of him with his tiny dick out. <laughs> and I gave them that photo. And they both said that they recognized agrees him. That he, agreed that he had a tiny oh, dick. Yeah. <laughs> but they both, said, they both said, this guy looks familiar. Like, I don't know this guy by name, but this guy looks familiar. And they fucking, for the fucking all the benefit of the Minneapolis PD, they went out and they fucking patrolled and they stopped back and checked in with us multiple times and they said, we haven't found him, but we're going to keep looking. And I filed a fucking police report and fuck this guy. I hope this is this guy's third strike and he gets thrown in jail. Like, fuck. Because the, the audacity that he came at me with, the comfort in which he whipped his dick out in front of me and the fucking shit-eaten grin on his face, this was not his first fucking rodeo. This motherfucker has done this Time and time, I guarantee it. This motherfucker has shit on his record. This wasn't a one-time first trial bullshit. Oh. I'm equally, like, so pissed and so scared, and I feel so stupid, and I hate that anybody can make me feel this way without any justification. If somebody that I respect make me, makes me feel stupid, fine. But, like, this motherfucker is nothing. He is fucking nothing. And he made me feel small. And fuck that guy. And I wish I could have maced him. And I wish he would have rolled around in, in his own piss with his dick hanging out, crying and grabbing his eyes. Like, fuck this guy. I'm so pissed. And I have all this adrenaline. And I'm just... I'm scared. And it sucks. I think we're gonna go on a walk, you and I. <laughs> I think. Um, everything that you said is so valid. <laughs> and anything that I can do for you, I will do. I just, like... I got home and I was talking to my partner and I was just like... 
he overheard me on the phone with you and I got off the phone with you and he's like so you're gonna go podcasting and I said yeah because it is so raw right now and people need to hear this shit fuck yeah because there are so many people out there who have dealt with this or worse and it's not a fucking joke and it's not something to be taken lightly and (laughs) and this is not my first time being assaulted and it's just this shit needs to stop these people need to not feel comfortable doing this like it's just I think the uncomfortable part for me is that it um it's not going to like this this podcast isn't going to dudes that are about to whip their dicks out and they're gonna be like I should totally stop whipping my dicks out in front of like this God, podcast, if we had that reach, that'd be great. Yeah, right. <laughs> this podcast is going to other people that have dealt with this sort of thing that and that's going to make them cry. Like, it's not... I'm sorry, but, like, that's not our reach. Our reach is to the broken masses that are the ones being assaulted and um, are the ones that are trying to figure out how to live their life with these things. Like, um, and I've it, had... And if, if all this does is validate the feelings of somebody else who has gone through this or or makes somebody else feel heard or just even having somebody understand what I'm going through if you want to reach out to us about this sort of thing both of us have been through <laughs> assault on many levels yeah you're very welcome to talk to us because I mean we're not professionals or anything of the sort but we're, we're here and we're here to help you figure out where to reach for professionals and things like that. I'm going to get off the podcast and start looking up websites for a swab here. Um, oh, I'm definitely going to be <laughs> like therapizing this real well, hard. Unfortunately, and this is another piece, is like you would be going to your therapist right now if your fucking insurance hadn't yeah, lapsed. Yeah, if my health insurance... So like Swan can't even go see their therapist yeah. right now, tomorrow... Yeah. Right now, they're just podcasting with me because they switched jobs and their insurance has lapsed, and now they have to wait to go th- see their therapist, which is another fucking problem. <laughs> yeah. But I do also want to say that my manager was so supportive and understanding and immediately called to action. He immediately called the police and then just before I started podcasting, my boss called me and she was like, she's like, take Monday off, take the week off, take whatever you need, whatever you need, let us know. And like, I just want to absolutely praise these people because this, this is, is how you should react this to is an support. assault. This is support. Hell this, yeah. This is understanding and love and care. Like this is what it should be. And I understand that not everybody gets that and not everybody wants to be outspoken about their assault or whatever like how many people go to work being assaulted and they don't how many people go to work with their boyfriend or somebody beating the shit out of them and they don't say anything and they just go to work and they have to smile and pretend like everything's fucking fine me it's just (laughs) i've done that a few times and i i just i called wit and i wanted to podcast tonight because i think it's important and i think talking about it is important and getting it out there and just having a community of love and understanding. Fuck this guy. I will fucking blast this guy's photo all over social media. I'm going to get this motherfucker. Like, I don't care what it takes. I'm going to get this motherfucker. 
Uh, I'm sorry that someone reduced you to those feelings. Me too. Like, I, um, I'm sorry for the shake in your fingers as you pull the cigarette up to your face. I'm sorry for your need to not be sober right now. I'm sorry that someone hurt you so badly that they fucked you off your... I was having such Axis. a good day. <laughs> you are having such a good life right now. Yeah. Yep. And this isn't going to stop that. It's not going to take it away from you. That's still your good life. Yeah. But you know what? This, for starters, is like one of those situations where it's okay if it throws you off your kilter. It's okay if it fucking fucks with you. But, like, also, this doesn't take anything away from you. You... You I, own your you know life. What? I'd like to think that. Okay, that was bad phrasing. <laughs> no, but I was thinking the same it's thing. It's bad phrasing. No, because in my mind, I'm like, this guy can't take anything away from me. My life is still fucking He can. Great. He can take something from you. But the fucked you. up part is, like, he, he did. He can. He shook my foundation, and I fucking hate that because he's a piece of shit, and he shouldn't be allowed to shake my foundation. He shouldn't. And what I mean is... It doesn't invalidate the good things in my life. That's better... But, like, and I think the taking away part, that's that's no good phrasing for this. I think maybe what I'm headed for is, and this doesn't, this doesn't matter because it doesn't make everything better. But what I'm trying to say right now is he doesn't matter. Like, does this situation matter? Absolutely. Has it affected you? <laughs> A hundred percent. Is it going to affect you for the rest of your life? Life? Yes. Yes, it is. However, like, he didn't actually... He doesn't deserve to get anything from you. Like, and I'm, this is just, like, I understand that we're podcasting while I don't understand that we're podcasting because <laughs> I'm sitting across the stoop from my friend and I just want to, like... I want to hug you and then also keep complete arm's length from you and, <laughs> like, pour you beers and give you pillows, but then, like, step five feet back and all the, <laughs> like, I just want to give you all of the respect and love and care that I possibly can while also validating what you're going through. So I, I, I'm torn. I'm always torn. It's with, hard. With the yeah, friend no, card. I totally, I totally like, understand that. Can like, I hug you? No, don't touch. Being, no, I, <laughs> being the recipient of this is, is not easy. I get that. Um, um, but I do appreciate you letting me come over yeah. in the dark of night Fuck yeah. and just blasting this because I feel like this is the realest and the freshest it's going to be is right now because it just happened. Is there, before I take you on a, on a walk to a place that I think is going to let you catch your breath, um, is there... Like, maybe we just make this a really short podcast and we post this next. But if this is our assault cast, (laughs) is there anything else that you want to say right now? And I realize that that coming from the rawness of where you are right now, is there anything else that you want to say to someone that might be able to listen to this? A word of encouragement or um, um, beware... (laughs) anything I would say as unfair as it is and as bullshit as it is don't go anywhere alone I know that that fucking sucks that that has to be our burden as Fuck, women dude, really like keep I going, keep going no, I'm not trying to keep no, going like it's just it's 
the whole time my mom was like, I should have gone out there with you. I should have been out there with you. And it's like, it fucking sucks that that has to be our burden, that we have to fucking rove in packs just to feel safe. Especially because I'm constantly trying to break outside of that. Like, I'm trying to feel like I can be in a space by myself and, like, feel okay walking home from karaoke at one o'clock in the morning and be like i'm tough i got this i got a box book cutter in my pocket yeah. but like what good does well, that the thing do is, you is like if it would have been two o'clock in the morning and i would have been, been on your mace well right like if i would have been, been walking on your my mace. car i would have had, had your fucking i would have had like every time i walked to my car i've got my mace in my hand i'm like totally ready and the thing that threw me off was that it happened in the middle of the fucking day so i think maybe what you're trying to say is Instead of don't go anywhere alone, like... It's just always be prepared. Be aware of your surroundings. But it sucks that this has to be a fucking daily fucking... Let's hit to that in a second. Be aware of your surroundings, and when you get your spidey senses going off, turn around and walk away. Even if you want to smoke a cigarette, go find another corner, fucking go somewhere else. Here's the thing. I'm not going to let him win. I'm not going to let these fucking creepos just get their lay lay of the land and allow themselves to go wherever they want and whip their dicks out wherever they fucking want and do whatever the fuck they want because they scare women. Fuck that. I have another question, and this is not a justification question. It's a clarification question. So, as in, nothing that was done is justified. However, I'm curious. Do you think that he was coming in to hit you because you called his dick small? Yes. Absolutely. Apps 100%. I just was not clear on that and just trying to understand. I was in a weird mode where it was like... Well, for starters, it's your home turf. It was. was It's your place. That's my place of work. That's where I'm comfortable. And And he was fronting on you, like like fucking posturing. He aggressed on me by whipping his fucking dick out. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, no. I am not going to let you get away with this. Did we decide that you fit in my boots yet? Or your feet are quite a bit smaller than mine, right? I know you want to take me on a walk, but I really want to sit. Oh, no, that's fine. No, it's, like, just trying to explain my mindset is just a defensive, like, oh, no, you don't get to choose this. You don't get to decide the end of this. You don't get to scare me into my hidey hole. I'm not going to be scared away. And... Like I said, like, if I wouldn't have said anything, he probably would have just walked away. Yeah. But me saying, you have a tiny dick and you're fucking pathetic, that was my way of being like, fuck you, you don't have the power in this situation, I have the power in this situation, and, he and I know it. that the best way to shame a man is to shame his manhood and or call him creepy, and that's exactly what I did. I said, you're fucking pathetic, and your dick is fucking tiny, and that is when he fucking bum-rushed me and came at me with his fist raised, and I will say, when he was coming at me, I was fucking coming at him as well. My fist was raised, and I was coming at him. Like, I did not shrink back. I was fucking coming at him aggressively as he was stepping toward me. Because I was like, oh, are you fucking coming at me? And I stepped forward and my arm was raised too. And then I saw those women and I screamed, this man is assaulting me. And I think that is like, I could not have made a decision to do anything differently. It was pure instinct. It was pure adrenaline. And that's just what I chose to do. Which part of me is fucking proud that that was my reaction. I was like, oh, hell yeah. But I also understand why people choose 
or instinctively it happens that they do the flight reaction. There's no shame in that. That's just what your instincts do. You, well, you I think it's there's no yeah. Too. There's no brain reaction. It's pure yep. uh, lizard brain instinct. Hence why you didn't reach for your mace and re- raise right. Your fist if it was instead. if it was like intelligent brain, I would have reached for my mace. I right. would have reached for my fucking Foam. cat, my cat stabbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I had the SOS thing set up on my phone where if I hit my button three times, it sends out an SOS. And my mom and my partner were both like, why didn't you push that SOS? Because I, <laughs> I accidentally push it all the time. And my mom was like, this, was, this would have been a perfect situation to use it. And I was like, it was, it was pure instinct. It literally, it all, ha- the entire situation happened in less than three minutes. Yep. Like, it was just pure bam, bam, bam. And you get, like, in that mode where you're just protecting yourself, and I think that it's so tough to, like, that it's not, it's pure instinct. It's not a decision that you make. No. And actually, sometimes, like, recently, that that got me in trouble. My instinct, what made so much sense in the moment, like, upon, like, re- like rethinking about it just I was just like this isn't who you are why did you react that way yeah. and it was because I was scared yeah. and like what you do when you're afraid isn't necessarily a true um, like representation yeah of yourself I think it's more so like a representation of maybe like past ways that you've reacted etc well and that's interesting that you say that because when I was in college I was raped and when I was raped in college I was I was camping with a group of friends and one of my friends had invited had invited one it was her boyfriend and one of his friends and so it was a couple of dudes and a couple of girls and of course like we're all camping and we're all feeling like maybe romance is in the air we're all feeling a little squirrely and a little flirty and I had been flirting with this guy and we we're playing drinking games and I was fucking hammered. I was drunk. And this guy pulled me aside and told we were walking away and my girlfriend was like, Hey, where are you going? And in my drunken state, I was like, Oh, we're just going for a walk. Don't worry about it. And we went for a walk and I blacked out. And the next thing I remember is waking up and seeing tall, tall grass around me. And this guy was raping me. And I was so fucking drunk that I could not move. I could not lift my arms. I could not do anything. And this guy was rutting against me like I was a fucking livestock animal. And the next thing I remember after that is waking up in the tent next to him. And for years, years, I did not realize that I had been raped until I had been talking to my partner about it and telling this somehow it came up and I was telling the story and he was the one who said you were raped and I said no 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 it was just and he said no 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 you were raped and it was years after the fact that I realized it and so maybe that played into the fact that I was like no I will not go quietly into the night I will not let this guy threaten me I'm going to fucking fight this. And maybe that was where my fight instinct came in was because the first time this happened, I was so drunk that I couldn't. I just, I hid and I hid this memory away for years and years and years. Um, that reminds me of a conversation that I had earlier with my partner. It's, it's not the same thing. Um, although I have, been through similar things 
um, I asked them if it bothered them that it bothered me so much when dudes tried to tell me what to do or, like, push me around for needless reasons. I was like, I have no trouble with someone being like, this makes sense, do this thing. But when someone is clearly trying to, like, push their agenda on me and they happen to have a dick, I respond a little bit worse (laughs) than... And it's, like, obviously not in a job sense or anything else, but, like, when I have a friend or a partner that is a dude... And they're either trying to, like, take their... I said that they were trying to put me as a notch in their belt or, like, one of their employees or, like, when I have people just, like, shove me in their backpack to just be something that they can show off. To take ownership of you in some way. That I tend to really react poorly. And I was just like, can I ask you a question? I first I said, can we go watch the sunset together? And then we get outside, and I was like, can I ask you a question? And they're like, yeah. And, like, I didn't ask them out there for that. I just wanted to go see the sunset with them. But then when we got out there, I was curious. And I was like, answer this however you want, or just don't answer it all. But do you think that the way... And I was like, and this isn't going to affect anything that I do or anything. I just want your opinion as someone that loves me. Like, do you think that the way that I react to being pushed around or controlled by men is inaccurate or like out of control or like a little over the top like do you think that I'm overreacting out of reason yeah like do you think that I'm overreacting by like I have this one friend that just I have to constantly like put him in place or else he just puts me on display like for his own benefit and I was just like like do you think the way that I deal with this friend is is correct or do you think that I'm doing this friend a disservice and I'm just responding out of trauma and I don't really have a good summation of what they said but like really what I said to them made me realize that I was dissecting that and like even that I was I I don't think that we can help but react out of our trauma a little bit and I think that that's kind of what my partner said is like your experience isn't my own Mm-hmm. And so, like, I can't understand why you're reacting the way that you're reacting. And all I can do is just try and understand where you're coming from. Yeah. That's not at all what they said. It was hours ago, and I slept, like, bullshit last night because we got hail thunderstormed on in the middle of the night while yeah. camping last night. And so I had a bad sleep night. Can I just say in our little interlude in our break that I had accidentally set off my phone's SOS message? Oh, no, you did it in our break. So as we were talking about how you should have set off your SOS message, uh you did it to both of them. Because I just saw that, like, while we were talking the first time, I saw that my phone kept blinking, but I was like, I'm in the moment. I'm dealing with my thing. And then while you went inside to get more beers and to you go to like, the bathroom, both. I was like, let me check my phone. And I had a bunch of missed calls 
And it was my mom and my partner and a bunch of my friends that were like, oh my God, oh my God, are you safe? Because your phone just sent us the SOS. Because when I hit my power button three times in a row, it'll send out an SOS that says, here's my GPS location. I need help. And then it'll send photos. <laughs> From my house. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't send no, it photos. Was, it was, it was, <laughs> what were the photos it, of it my butt? It must have been no, while I, it was, must have I been while I was. my chin. No, but like while I was in the front of your house. Sure. Because what, as I read through the 20 messages that my friends and people that sent they were like oh it looks like she's in the northeast and then oh, my shit. girlfriend was like well i just got off the phone with her oh. like um and then my partner was like he was like no she was on her way to a friend's house like and it's everybody that's freaking out so cute wait are they all like is, does it start a group text? yes yes it does that's so cute <laughs> <laughs> but this is like at least the fourth time that i've accidentally said set it off and so then of course my mom was on there and she was like you know she needed this today and she didn't <laughs> it didn't oh, go off god damn Damn it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, rare and like, this thing. Barbara. <laughs> I was like, this thing has good intentions, but I keep accidentally sending it off. I need to just turn it off. Because today, when I needed it, I didn't think to turn it on. I didn't think to use it. It's so stupid. I would and wouldn't turn it off. I know. Did I'm, you just get I'm another conflicted. text, by the way? Yeah, it's probably somebody Let's being Let's just like, make sure that they understand you're okay. Like, you're in. I'm literally podcasting. Right I'm now. guys. I'm busy podcasting. Is that, I didn't want to say that and be like, no, sorry, don't. I didn't respond to your stuff because I'm podcasting. No, no, it's not that. I just mean like, <laughs> it was uh, tell the people that you accidentally SOS'd that you're okay, fam. I did. I did. <laughs> um, God, say excuse me. <laughs> so, like, as a result of. A lot of the texts that you're getting, etc. Mm-hmm. What, what is going on? What's well, happening in your life? Um, well, I made sure all of my friends and family know that I'm safe and that I'm not uh, SOSing them. Um, but also, my my general manager reached out to me and and he texted me and he said, you know, are you okay? How are you feeling? And so I was texting back and just saying, you know, I'm I'm okay. I'm still shaken up and and blah blah blah. And we were talking and. At the end of every evening service that we have at the restaurant, we send out an email that summarizes the evening. And I messaged him back and I said, if you were wondering about whether you could enclose this in the evening summary, you absolutely can because everyone should know about this guy. Yeah, dude. And this this is a thing that happened to me. I am not ashamed of it. It was not my fault. This is something that happened and everyone should be aware because what if I didn't say anything and something happened to someone else or, you know, whatever. Like, for me, there is no shame in this. Well, uh, and at this point, like, you, especially someone who has... And I think that most of the times that I was raped, I knew that I was being raped. So you're coming from a different perspective already where, like, you're already, like, I think on the awareness because you're... Well, hold on, sorry. Like, it's late and I got... <laughs> very little sleep as usual as usual podcast very little sleep for wit but like what i'm saying is oh fuck <laughs> this is just important. i was on a different that reaction wavelength. is important yeah but yeah so i told him i was like you can absolutely like please do include this and he wrote back and said you read my mind that's kind of what i was wondering and he said thank you and so i did just get the email and it was in the evening <coughs> summary and that's good. I mean, the it more people good. that know about this fucking creepo, the better. Because I think shame and embarrassment and all of those negative feelings, whether you feel invalidated, all of those things are what keep 
keep us in the dark and help keep these guys in the dark. And it's like, let's fucking shine the light on these motherfuckers. Well, and for me, they're cockroaches. What often makes me quiet and what made me quiet right there is that, like, I had too many situations to draw from. I was like, oh shit, which story do I tell? Uh, uh, too many. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, 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 Swan, your turn to talk. Yeah. (laughs) And that happens to me so often where I'm just like, too many experiences, fam, and that's a fucking crying shame. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. And And this isn't to, like, I think we're just, go ahead. You go ahead. I was just going to say, like, when it happened and when I rushed back into the restaurant and I, I told the general manager and he called the police and within five minutes all of our staff knew about it and when I sat back at the bar with my mom one of the bartenders came up and he said you know he's like oh my god are you okay blah 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 and I I told him what happened and he said I'm so sorry that men are like this and I said not all men are like this and real men are not like this but also it is so fucking common I said at least 60% of my girlfriends have all dealt with something like this, if not worse. And it happens so more off, so much more often than men realize. And like one of the female servers came up to me and she was talking to me and she's like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry this happened to you. And we were talking and she said, you know, she's like, I used to be in an abusive relationship. And it's just, it's, it's just, it's so common. And I hate that shame or embarrassment would keep me or anybody else from speaking out because honestly this to me made me feel closer to all of my staff because they were all sympathizing and a lot of them had stories of I've been through this too and you're not alone and just the feeling of overwhelming love and support was it made the the biggest difference and my boss is continuously reaching out to me and that means everything to me like I understand why people stay silent and I'm not shaming you for that and I'm not guilting you for that but if you can don't stay silent I think for me it was especially tough when I was younger because like right now you have you you have a buddy and a podcast and you like we brought you came over here tonight and we were talking on this podcast tonight and that itself is it's a a medium for you but one that like as a child or like whatever like as a (laughs) as someone that's just never had the space to talk about it again we're trying to start a conversation we're trying to give you a place to talk about this and a a, an opportunity for us to help you find like community community and also to help you find some legit like we have resources that we can help you find and you don't have to find those by yourself we can help you or there are a million other people out there that can help you and I think that that is a big thing is like here we are how privileged of us how fucking ableist yeah to be talking and and not (laughs) I want to give you all of the space and also take it away for just one second to say like how lucky are we to be able to talk about this the moment the the evening of yeah um when when you may have been suffering with this for years yeah so like here we are we've we've both been through this and i think it's more common than you think um and it's not just women and Mm -hmm. there's a million yeah, yeah it isn't 
Um, so I think that if you want to speak to us, you're very welcome. I think that maybe this might be a good point to stop for now. I think that we have a lot of other things to say about this and we would like to do some more really intentional podcasts about Mm -hmm. this. And also like, I'm going to give the floor to Swan and just, uh, finish my bit up here and then be done. But, um, I think that this, this should not stop. We should not stop talking about this. And I would like to hand the floor to you until you're done speaking and you're done when you're done. I think that so many people deal with this, not just women. It's not just women. And I think it's, I think they use their, their strength and their dicks as a tool. And it's a tool of fear and power. And we can, we have the ability to take that away in some sense. And just because this motherfucker might have been able to physically overwhelm me. I was lucky enough to have a group of women who walked by who helped me. I screamed for help and they did not just walk away. They jumped in and they helped me. I'm so grateful for that. And I'm, I'm so grateful for a community. And I'm a huge, huge fan of My Favorite Murder and just the community that they have built and I think it's everywhere. It's it's women who want to help women. And other people too. Like, again, I don't want to genderize this, but... It's <laughs> just gender. Just, just I don't gender. want to gender this. <laughs> I don't want to gender this. But I am so grateful for those women who helped me. Because I don't know what it would have happened if they wouldn't have been there. And... I wish I could buy those bitches a beer. I wish I could have... <laughs> I wish I could have hugged them Hell and yeah. thanked them... And, and you'll remember them for the rest of your life. Forever, yep. That's one of the things that I think about so much is, like, those people that do those tiny little things yep. that just make such a difference, and they will remember for the rest of their lives. Yeah. It's, this is, a, a, it's a big moment. Yeah. And I just, for anybody who has dealt with this, or is dealing with this, I just want to let you know that you're not alone. You're not alone. And... And we just need to support each other and do whatever you have to do to feel safe and happy and okay and reach out to wherever you need to reach out to. We are going to plug a bunch of resources with this episode. Please ask for help. Please, please, please. And like, just, Even if you just can't ask for, like, if you don't want to reach to one of those resources until we talk to you, like, fucking talk to us. We'll, we'll make time for you, I promise. I fucking promise. But also, like scream for help if you need it fucking scream for help make a fucking scene don't let these guys get away with this don't let don't let anybody get away with this don't let anybody make you feel small they do not deserve that right they are not somebody important they are not somebody who gets to do that to you and you are strong and if this happens to you it is not your fault and it is not any of your weaknesses and you are a strong empowered person And nobody deserves to have this happen to them. Nobody deserves to have their security taken away from them. (laughs) 
And this was this was heavy. Don't justify. And I feel grateful to have a platform to talk about it Fuck and it. to reach out to other people to let them know that you're not alone. You're not a freak. You didn't ask for this. You didn't do anything wrong. Sometimes this just happens. And I'm filing a fucking police report. I'm going to track this motherfucker down. <laughs> Can I say a couple things to you now? Yeah. I just want to tell you that I'm really sorry that this happened and that I'm really grateful to be your friend and to be here with you right now. And I hope that I can give you things that will help you feel a little bit safer and more comfortable and more loved. And I'm sorry that that was taken away from you for any fucking second, for any minuscule moment of your life. Because I don't think you deserve that. I know that you don't deserve that. Me too. So for all of our listeners, thank you for listening. And stay strong and be safe. We love you. We're here with you. So, hey guys, me again. Uh, About a week, this is about a week now after the incident. Um, I don't know what to say. When I listened back to this episode, it was really hard for me because I felt like I was living it all over again. And I also, I'm also dealing with a lot of emotions and thoughts, a lot of them feeling like my emotions are unjustified like like I don't have a good reason to feel the way I'm feeling and I have this voice in my head that keeps saying it wasn't even that bad he didn't even touch you you don't have a right to feel this way and I think I think putting this episode out and being really honest about everything that's racing through my mind all the time is beneficial because I think if somebody else has dealt with assault on a lesser or greater scale, they're probably still feeling the same things that I'm feeling and thinking the same things. And I just wanted to touch base with everybody and talk about this is what it's really like. And... I had a lot of people who said those hateful things that my own head was already saying. And that sucked. That destroyed me because what I wanted to hear most in the world was comfort and understanding and love and support and protection. And there are still people out there who will say the worst things. Things that you're already thinking. And it's just... it. It's just, it minimizes what's happened. And so I'm reminding myself that even though this guy didn't touch me, he never physically laid a hand on me. He still shook my foundation and my sense of safety and my sense of self and my self-esteem.
And that really sucks because nobody should be allowed to do that. Physical trauma leaves trauma in your mind. It makes your body think that you're in danger. And so when you have anxiety afterwards, that's what it is. It's your body saying, it's your mind saying, we're still in danger. You have to be on high alert. I've read a lot of really good articles and I'm gonna go to my therapist. <laughs> um, these are all things that I recommend for anybody who's dealt with trauma. I think having somebody, an ally, somebody in your corner to help you work through these feelings and these thoughts is incredibly beneficial because having to go through this alone is so hard. And I'm really grateful that I have a really great group of people around me to help me through this. And I'm getting a lot of support. But it's still, you know, I still feel isolated. I still feel stupid. I think that's like the biggest thing. It's so stupid. I think it's interesting that when you listen back to the recording, and Wit said this afterwards, she said that it was really hard to get a linear story. Like it was really hard to peg down exactly what happened. And when, it, when I listened to it again, it was like I was, I was totally scattered. I was totally all over the place just telling the story was everywhere. And I think that's another reaction of your, your body and your mind in trauma. And it's amazing that the toll that that can have. And I'm still dealing with intrusive memories. Um... I'll just be going about my day and then suddenly like in my mind's eye like I'm it's happening again and I'm like noticing details and then suddenly I snap out of it and I'm like in the middle of traffic driving and I'm like oh shit <laughs> um, and it's crazy that that can happen I don't know I feel like I feel like I don't have a right to talk about trauma. I realize that my trauma is on a very small scale. And for me to talk about it or to podcast about it feels like I'm putting myself up on this pedestal of like, oh my gosh, guys, listen to me and my story. And that's the last thing that I want to do. What I want to do is I want to take even my simple small story and put it out there so anybody who's dealt with this can at least hear that somebody else is out there and that whatever they're going through or have gone through or maybe they've thought the same things or felt the same things and they're not crazy because I definitely fucking feel crazy I feel so out of control and I feel lost and so I really hope that this episode isn't misconstrued I just wanted to talk about it and I wanted somebody else to hear it. And it was so kind of poetically perfect that Wit and I decided to do this podcast about mental health and then this awful thing happened. 
and it was this is it like this is this is totally why we started this podcast is to talk about this shit and to have really honest feelings we're gonna link some really great resources some good articles places to go to find a therapist places to go to read about what trauma can do to your mind so that you don't feel crazy too and you can read that yep these are all totally normal things and this is what your body's doing to protect yourself like you're not losing your mind good resources to reach out to if you are in this situation or if you know somebody else is in this situation or even if you haven't dealt with trauma this is a good representation of what it sounds like so that maybe you know somebody who goes through it maybe it makes you a little more prepared or a little more ready to hear what it sounds like it's not going to sound like a linear story maybe it's not even going to sound rational the littlest things wit was so good when I was telling my story about wanting to reach out and touch me in a very comforting way and like asking permission to do that I think that was like like listening back to the episode I was like holy shit that was huge and I didn't even realize how huge that was little things like that that I hope you guys picked up on too and god I hope I fucking hope that none of you go through anything anything like this bigger scale smaller scale nothing but unfortunately the chances are we will because it happens happens to men happens to women happens to children happens to married women in their 40s it happens to anybody it doesn't matter what you're wearing it doesn't matter how much you've had to drink it doesn't matter if you were flirting with them it doesn't matter that I was in an alley by myself it doesn't matter that I quote unquote provoked him by saying that he had a tiny dick and he was pathetic none of that matters because the minute that somebody makes you feel unsafe and enters your bubble without consent, all that shit goes out the window. Nobody's allowed to make you feel like that. He was wrong. This episode feels very vulnerable. This episode feels like I'm naked in front of 10,000 people. And it feels really scary. And we're not alone. You're not alone. I'm not alone. Mm-hmm.